It's been a crazy week. Um, Get out of here. First of all, how you doing, man? Got a lot of stress out. Got a lot of stress out? Or yeah, you? off my shoulders oh. this week. So. Well, how's that? Let us all under, just a lot let, of projects. Let us all from, in on the fucking secret on how you get so much stress off of your shoulders. I got a lot white of man. I got a lot. I got a lot of projects from work done. It's. I'm not gonna let it be lost on you today that you that anything you say is gonna be in the scope of Black History Month. So I'm glad <laughs> to hear that you got so much stress off your shoulders in the first week of Black History Month, Chris. Actually, you're not even you're not even Chris today. Today you're white man. Ow. <laughs> Wow! I'm glad you got so much stress off your back during Black History Month, white man. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> no, what'd you what'd you do this week? Uh, just got major projects done that had a deadline. Finished them up, contracts and shit. So, oh, I know you've been working pretty pretty feverishly for the last few weeks or whatnot. Yeah, it was um, nice yesterday taking taking the time to listen to that book too. So, yeah, I need to check that out. What was the name of that book again? Uh, the Four Agreements. The Four Agreements. I need to check that out. I read it a long time ago when I was locked up, and uh, it came out in like the late nineties. Uh-huh. And, uh It's uh, it's pretty good, and it uh, if you get it on audiobook, you can listen to it. So I got a lot of stuff done while I was listening to the book. All right, audiobooks are kind of the shit, aren't they? They are, and I was really hesitant to them at first. Some people be hating on that shit and they be saying like, oh, no, it's not the same as just reading a book. Like, no, it's not. That's why it's meant to be different. It's meant to be yeah. different than reading I, a book. I, I prefer books because um, the, the thing I like about books is while I'm reading, I can really envision and get enveloped in a book. Like, it's nothing for me to read a 700-page book book in a day. No, I, I get that. No, I'm, what I'm saying is, is people who try to draw the comparison that an audio book is not the same as reading the book. Uh, I'm like, yeah. no, dumbass. That's why it's called an audio book, not an actual book. <laughs> Everything has a purpose. And I think for people who are, uh, especially nowadays, that a lot of us have kind of got a little bit of extra, I guess, alone time on our hands, right. uh, working from home um, and things like that, where you may you know, get a little bit more interrupted or a little bit more distracted in an office setting. Um, That's what's been those audio cool. books. Yeah, those audio books have kind of come in clutch. Yeah, uh, because you can kind of just sit there and zone out, you know, get into your work and just be picking up and soaking in all this, uh, these different things, whatever you know, book you're reading, whether it's knowledge, that's why I love knowledge or fantasy AirPods. or whatever. I love my AirPods. I don't. I just don't like those pros. I, that's the ones I have too, and I love those because I can knock out background noise. I can't say that I, I, I was I was I was missing out on those. I was late to the party on those, and that's yeah, that's, a, that's on me. But I They're, like them. And I they really fit, do. They fit my ears better. Like, this is not this is not an Apple ad, but Apple, your ad can go here. Um, just saying. <laughs> but we uh, throw us on throw us on. Uh, how yeah, do you get on i i Apple Music for podcast? I don't anyway. know. We just haven't put ourselves on there. Actually, mm. I can I can get us on there probably like right now. But we should do that because that's where everything's at right now. Everything's I know, I'm, moving. I'm over trying to hold. There. I've been trying to hold out. Hopefully, somebody will come and give us some money just to be exclusive. But I guess that's not gonna happen. Welcome. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, uh, I had a good week. Um, got a lot of stuff done at work as well. Uh, we're in the middle of a couple of different video projects. Opened a couple new stores this week, so got to get out and uh, get out there nice. and see people in, in in these newly opened environments. Um, and uh, really, just kind of chilled out for most of the rest of the week. Um, we got a lot of uh, 
I guess a lot of preparation coming up with you know with the twins getting ever so closer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we just kind of been been taking it easy, um, only getting only doing the uh, things that we really just need essentially. So, but yeah, I can't been. wait for this shit because you know we're gonna. I'm like at that stage where like my kids are old enough to have grandkids, but I don't want grandkids. Yeah, but I want kids to spoil. Fair. So this is gonna be fun. <laughs> yo, I already told T. I was like, yo, I'm gonna be like probably in the running simultaneously for like best dad ever and worst influence ever. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> like, just be prepared for that. Um, oh, here we go. There was some things that you know just don't. And that's you know what? That's a side little topic, real quick. When you have kids young. You don't really get to appreciate having your kids because you're still you trying know. to learn so much about the world right. and there's still so much that you're trying to see and so much that you're trying to experience that. I mean, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Sometimes your kids, you feel like your kids are holding you back Yeah, right. as, as a young parent. I'm, you right. know what I mean? It's not a popular thing to say, but you know, we're going to keep it real. Who cares? Um, we just say what people feel. I think young women are a lot better apt at handling the kid thing because they're so much more emotionally attached because well yeah. one it grew inside of them uh, <laughs> but they they view the world with a different set of eyes that we do especially at a younger age uh, they mature faster than we do at a younger age so but I think for young men um, if you, especially if you're not even if you're not with uh, the kid's mom or you know right. you know it was an unplanned pregnancy or let's say you are with your kid's mom I know some men uh, or know of some men who live with their kids uh, um, kids mom and 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 their kid who really they may as well not be there right you know um, what I mean because they have like little to no interaction with the kids right. or anything like that um, so. Uh, now that I'm having him at an older age, the first thing that kind of goes through my go, went through my mind was, shit, I've got two new fucking human beings onto this planet to share knowledge with. Right. You know what I mean? And that to me was a lot. Like at no point during this whole thing, I remember how I felt with my first son. I remember how I felt with my second son. Right. And at no point during this process where we now got two on the way, have I ever felt those same emotions of feeling scared or feeling inadequate or knowing that I don't have all my shit together right now to be able to properly provide in the way that, you know, television told us that a parent (laughs) should provide. Um, (laughs) And so, but now I don't have those concerns. I don't have those worries. And it's a lot more just like looking forward to and like the shit's fun. Uh, You know what I mean? I'm just, concern more about you know their 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 health and you know what i mean and and making sure that they're you know right. all that's good and then as soon as i make sure that all that's good then it's like oh yeah as soon as i get a little bit bigger we're gonna really start having some fun um and so that's kind of and it's cool just to have two of them at the same time growing up like that so well, they're gonna have matching benz's uh little power <laughs> wheels for christmas i'm not lying yeah i gotta have a place for them yeah they gonna pull they gonna pull up to the playground like yo what's up what's your right. what's your what's your tribe like <laughs> <laughs> oh i can't I, i'm gonna have to make a conscious effort not to um neglect my son uh, <laughs> poor Caleb. Uh, I'm gonna have to make a conscious effort not to neglect Caleb, just because we've been me, we both been waiting for a daughter for so long, and so you know, I think she might get yeah. more of the attention. That is, there. I don't know. That's a special like 
especially when a dad and daughter because i got three sons yeah and each relationship's unique but there's there's something different with a dad daughter fair enough and especially i mean my situation was a little different that was wild you know 30 years old and taking a baby girl by myself yeah that was that was different that's slowing you down the <laughs> the way that you see the world i think is is different with a daughter versus a son and so i'm about Completely. to I'm, I'm about to go through that change as well you know what i mean so there's oh, yeah. all yeah there's all kinds of different little things that go into it so um i'm excited but you know that's gonna be uh, that excitement really turns into like oh my god when the fuck can I sleep <laughs> very soon so <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm excited now but we'll see that, we'll see we'll, <laughs> hey look we'll, we'll see we'll see how painful the smile on my face we, gets in about six fucking months we, the other night when you told me when I told you I go on smoke drives every now and then and you said come get you but you might be in bed and I said and I was thinking you know <laughs> shit, ten years ago I would give you shit for that, but now I'm like, shit, he just pregaming, he getting all the rest he can now. All that he shit, get, I'll be feeling good. He got to store it up because he's got a, he's gonna be in a painful situation here Bro. in the next six to six to nine months. You're just gonna be tired. Speaking of, shit. of a painful situation, that's a good segue into my first topic here. You see what the fuck little Uzi Vert did? No, but I I saw a bunch of memes from. WandaVision's oh my god this motherfucker this motherfucker went and got a not just a diamond it would have you would have just did some, the, a diamond it's a shit. big ass one that right? shit would have been crazy all together right but you've seen people with piercings yeah. and all that shit you see people put the horns on their head like to get them surgically like adhered to their skull and shit like that right yeah and I don't know that that's the same process but Lil Uzi Vert went and put a diamond that is reportedly worth $24 million. The thing is about probably about a good inch and a half to two inches long. And it's inserted into the center of his fucking forehead, right in the middle of his eyes. Did you say $24 million? $24 million diamond. Do you know what the average cost of a bullet is? Man, look. <laughs> Bro, like that is the dumbest thing you Bruh, can do. Bro, everywhere you go now, there will be a Thanos. I'm telling you, and he's you. going to look at you like Vision, and he's gonna grab that so that that Vision stone right up at your motherfucking forehead, and your lights is gonna go the fuck out. With the power of this nine, already he had. I guess he, I guess he posted. I don't know if this shit's all cap, but uh, he posted a fucking photo of him bleeding. Coming down from the fucking diamond, it looks like he had a little mishap when he was putting a shirt on. Uh, and so he said, it, and he it put put it in the caption, if if this thing gets taken out the wrong way, he could die. Oh, fuck. And so I don't know how much uh. like because th this is the this is the age we're in. Okay, so before I go into all of that, um, I don't know how much of this is real. Oh, this sure this could real. simply this could simply have been something that they PR cooked stunt. up a PR stunt something like that right I don't know how much of this is real I don't know that well the new fads getting diamonds if it and is real, into your face and your cheekbones around your eyes I know I get that I get that but if it's real uh -huh. I want to I want to be I don't want to crack jokes about this if it's real I want to understand why would you now in this moment in time this specific moment in time where the streets are hungrier than they have ever ever been 
in our lifetime. Oh yeah, people. Yeah. And you go literally put a twenty-four million dollar diamond within reach of anybody who want to make a move, and you're little Uzi Vert. Don't you realize? Just a couple weeks or a couple months ago, somebody shot Benny the Butcher in Walmart for his chain. For his chain. They That's Benny the chain, Butcher. Though. He's way more intimidating than your bitch ass is, and so you. You gonna walk out here when the streets is literally more hungry than they have been in a long ass fucking time and put a target literally between your eyes like that they did triple x I don't, over I a bmw i can't believe i can't believe that he would do that so i'm thinking this is more cap this is more pr stunt kind of like, like weekend space do, do i think thing. that was a 24 million dollar diamond yes i absolutely do do i think that he found some kind of way to you know put that uh, put that on his probably on his him head and or something PR and, yeah stunts, and, and do know, yeah it, and, it better and come be. up with something and then before anybody catch because ain't nobody outside Lil uzi ain't doing no shows right now he only has to show himself to the public when he wants to show himself to the public. Yeah, so, he's been posting like he'll just pop up somewhere in some new skirt right. and racing. So colors. what I'm saying is, is, is you don't have to, you yeah. don't have engagements to make right now, contracted engagements to make to uh, right now. So you could go off on the internet and do some crazy shit like this for clout. You know what I mean? It's all cap mm-hmm. or whatever, and, and you know what I mean before anybody. It becomes the wiser. Oh, you just say, "Hey, it was too much of a thing," and da 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 da, and I went and had it surgically removed, and blah blah blah, right? And you know what I mean? It's a perfect setup for something like that. But for right now, it gets everybody talking about you, right? And so that's where I kind of see this at. That's where I see this. Um, But if if he did, then I pray. I don't know what God I'm praying to, but (laughs) I pray that you don't go outside in the wrong place at the wrong time when the wrong people are around because you will lose your life over doing something like that. That is the ultimate flex and the ultimate thumbing to those who don't have anything. Think about, I mean, even if, okay, if if this is real, he has to go literally everywhere with not just one bodyguard. You're going to have to go with at least four. Man, he needs the Secret Service. Bruh, but what, what you're going to have to what, pay them enough to not rob you. What does the president have that's more valuable? What does the president of the United States of America have on him at any one time that's more valuable than a $24 million diamond? The football. That's not but even it's only that valuable that's for not even that valuable, reasons. right? Because shit, you as soon as somebody non-presidential gets a hold of that, the code switch. Yeah, yeah, it's just so, like that. So it's not even valuable to anybody. No, that's why I'm saying in like certain, the president of the United States has nothing on him, on no. him physically, on his person that is more valuable than a twenty-four million dollar diamond. Outside of the fact that he holds the office of the president of the United States, and yeah. even he has a fucking Secret Service detail that is blocks out from his position at all times. Right. You gonna need more than that <laughs> to protect yourself from the motherfucking streets. I hope he can take it out. I hope he can take real. it. I hope he can take it because there's a lot of people finna yeah, give it. Yeah, because uh, I hope he can take it with him. <laughs> what you smoking on over there, man? Rainbow Kush. Rainbow Kush. Yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, from <laughs> Alibi. I'm gonna smoke a strain that's probably got a little bit of a meaning to both of us. Uh, went and picked up a pre-roll of some Grease Monkey earlier. Remember that? <laughs> One of the first strains we ever grew. I still have uh, seeds from there. Nice. 
Um, and I got lemon aliens, sour pears. Bro, I can't wait to get a fucking place where we can grow. That's what I'm kind of looking Soon. for. Looking, looking at this new place, man. Like, I want to move out towards like boring. Why you want to move out there? It's so boring. Because that's where the you can grow. They don't give a shit. I thought I thought you couldn't out there. No, you can grow. Well, I say towards boring. Oh, okay. Um, just I want a little bit of land and some. That's I want right. to put up a couple little. Uh, like the storage units, you can make them bitches look like little studio apartments and shit. Uh huh. And I want to make one just to grow in. It'd be dope. And then uh, one to uh, do all a bunch of other my little like. I'm not coming all the way out to fucking boring shits. to record a podcast. I hope you know that. Yeah. Well, by then we'll figure <laughs> out how to do it from our own houses or some shit. Yo, can I get that other ashtray over there? Yeah, we're oh yeah. You, you, you left me fucking hanging, B. Motherfucker just came in here like I come in here every week and I set up all the the, the, the little microphones and the levels and 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 the the, the recording equipments and, and 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 the computers and the tablets and all that shit. And this motherfucker, all he got to do is roll up some weed and get the ashtrays and a lighter. This motherfucker left me short on the ashtray today. Ain't this a bitch? It was six feet away. <laughs> Uh, let's see Start off Let's see uh, Black History Month I'm gonna go with my man Jadena But probably not the song That you would think Cause I love I love his play on this shit so much Are you, I think Is it the Nah it, I, lo- I, lo- I love his play I love album No I love his play on words On this shit so much uh, It's probably one of his first singles I think that really just broke out there And got, got his name Really really started to be known uh, So this is Nickers Not niggers Nickers <laughs> That's how we started off Black History Month. The white one. Nah, here we go. <laughs> I will get that one though. That shit. That shit is fire. I love that fucking song. I, uh, I still remember the first time we listened to the album when we were driving through the gorge, and you looked at me and said, "I can't believe I'm listening to this album and having this discussion with you." <laughs> <laughs> Here's Nickers by Jadetta. <laughs> Back in the day, they used to brand my niggas. 
now they wanna ban my niggas Even though they got a Grammy in they hand My niggas show up, show up All my niggas show up Showtime niggas show up Showbiz come to the niggas show up I love this track, man. She's so fucking fire. I said, this is that sound, my nigga. Burn it down, build a new town, my nigga. Said, lost and found, my nigga. Don't sink when they try to drown, my nigga. Never let me down, my nigga. Never let them ever break it down, my nigga. Bodies in the alleyway. Now police are like a nigga, they can put away. Knickers by Jadena. That's K N I C K E R S. Just in case y'all wondering, Knickers. I'm still not saying. As in pants. No, you shouldn't. I'm not saying. Especially not this month. I'm not singing it to that song either. You shouldn't say that. In honor of Black History Month, tell me about a time that somebody said, uh, "I'm for the call all the homies," and then all the homies actually showed up. Do what now? <laughs> Tell me about a time where somebody was like, you was beefing with somebody, and they was like, "Yo, I'm finna call my niggas," and then, and then his niggas actually showed up. Oh, I got the fuck beat out of me. <laughs> I didn't think they really were, so I stood there. <laughs> Yo, like people be capping on this just so hard. I've never sometimes. seen like, so many feet though in my life. <laughs> <laughs> they be talking that shit like, "Yo, yo, don't let me get on the phone. Don't let me call somebody. Don't let me pop the truck." But then there's like that one in one fifty motherfucker who that shit actually goes through. I, I, yeah, there's a couple dudes that I know that, like, if I call them, and then I'm really scared. Um, and I got a reason to call, but they'll show up. Yeah, that's and, how I go. That's yeah. how I always go. If, if, Man, what's wrong with your auntie, bro? Who? Your auntie. Oh, yeah, all white people are related this month. You didn't know. Oh. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Okay. Uh, your auntie, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, if you haven't heard about this story. She's the step-cousin, like, through... We, I believe we talked about... Through her, inbred marriage. We talked about her last week. Um, she was the, the... She's the House of Representatives member uh, representing uh, a district in, I believe, northwest Georgia. Um, 
She is a uh, QAnon <sighs> uh, conspiracy theorist, um, all of the sorts, and uh, Democrats in the House of Representatives. Uh, and also, I believe it was either ten or eleven Republicans uh, voted to strip her from all from her committee assignments when she had been assigned to the education, <laughs> the education committee. <laughs> Who the fuck put this bitch on education, B? Like that's trolling at a masterful Ted, level. Ted the Cruz? shit, the shit that she believes in, and the, the way she's coming into this shit, and you put her on the education committee. You're trolling at a masterful level already, right? <clears throat> but anyway, so she um, she's been removed from the education and the labor committee. She's been stripped of her committee assignments, which essentially renders you useless uh, in Congress. You always want to be uh, a congressperson who is assigned to a committee that will definitely benefit your district and the people who voted for you. Uh, so typically you find people uh, from more industrious towns uh, or more industrious areas uh, of, of their state, depending on what in industry that is uh, trying to get on to those same uh, committees or committees that control regulations for that industry uh, because that will make them more valuable to their constituents therefore also increasing the chances that they remain uh, in office and so you've essentially stripped her of any of her, her committee power uh, so she's just pretty much another vote in Congress at this point uh, who's going to vote probably along party lines or I don't know, may go rogue and start fucking some shit up. Either way. Uh, yeah. So uh, what do you think about that? I can't, probably can't say what they should do, what I think they should do. Well, that's that's another thing is what what um, she had a pretty contentious um uh, exchange with a Fox or not a Fox a CNN reporter <laughs> be like surprised uh, in which that CNN reporter was actually asking her hey um, so yeah you kind of backtracked on a lot of those conspiracy theories that you believe in because Marjorie Taylor Greene to be fair and to give her you know what I mean what she to say what she actually had said in response mm-hmm. she's admitted that a lot of the things she believed in was wrong she's apologized to families of Sandy Hook and things like that you know what I mean a lot of the, so the crazy school shootings are real now right exactly she said but she was wrong doesn't want to do anything to stop him but this is the thing so he said, okay, that's all fair and good. You know, you walk back some of that. And it's easy to kind of pick that up and drop it no matter which way you go, right? Right. But she asked her specifically about a Facebook post or, or not a Facebook post. Uh, it's even worse than a Facebook post. Comments that she made and it's captured on video of saying that Nancy po- or, or reading out the definition of treason, what the punishment for treason is which is death, death in America and then immediately in the same fucking breath saying Nancy Pelosi is guilty of treason mm-hmm. so they asked her about that and she said in fact let's 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 roll the clip let me find that clip um she basically came back at her and hit her with the uh <laughs> the the Trump Russia stuff <laughs> <coughs> let's see here <coughs> she had let me, ah, that's not the clip that I thought it was but yeah she um, here we go I think this is it right here 
ask me specifically. I know you talked yesterday. I, I listened to your speech. But you said on a video in January of 2019, I'm just going to read it to you verbatim. You said it's been taken out of context. Who, who are you with? What's your name? See, I'm Jessica Dean. With CNN. CNN. By our law, representatives and senators can be kicked out and no longer serve in our government. And it's a crime punishable by death is what treason is. This is what you said. Did you see my did you see my speech yesterday? I how many how many stories did you report on Russian collusion conspiracy lies? No, I want to know have you apologized for Russian collusion conspiracy lies? Have you I I don't have to. I stand by the fact I hate her. <laughs> so she's been asked if she stands by the fact that she said that Nancy Pelosi should be put to death for treason, uh, in which she goes off into some long diatribe about how uh, CNN should apologize for Trump and Russia collusion, uh, and then goes on to continue to say, and I think in either that same conference or a different conference, that this is still the party of Donald Trump. Uh, so that brings me back to the original point. God. She ain't learned shit. Can we say cut on there? No, we shouldn't say that. That's offensive to cunts. So if I called her a cunt, that would be offensive or I can it say would, it? It would be offensive, but can not I in the way it? that you would think it would be. Or can it they would, sense it? It would be offensive to actual cunts. Oh. Okay. That's so no. terrible. Yeah. Like when you're Okay, that so low, I just, I can say the word. You can say it, can't. but then you're kind of like trolling. You're, you're kind of trolling. Right. The, you're, you're dredging the bottom of the, the, the lake and still not getting any results. Okay. So she is, she is probably the worst person on the planet right now um as far as like her her approval uh rating <laughs> like she's got to be somewhere very 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 low there are people when your own party when 10 people in your own party say yo no nah, you too much <laughs> you're so much that we are, i'm willing to vote against my party yeah on you wrong something's way off uh but yeah she's been stripped of her committee assignments uh it's gonna be it looks like a long and developing saga uh that we're gonna have here for the next few years with uh representative marjorie taylor green <laughs> so yeah it's kind of crazy so i had a i, I found this uh, <coughs> yesterday i was looking for my that's dope uh-huh and uh um so I found my that's dope and my who raised you all in the same article. It's kind of cool. oh shit okay, the the, the so, rare double up. Yeah, it's it's rare, and uh, so um, I follow certain topics like on Reddit, and uh, one of this one of this articles that was posted is um, that in uh just so far in the last year during the pandemic uh-huh Steph and Aisha Curry have quietly distributed 15 million meals right during the pandemic to people in need and it's through you know them both volunteering their time their money and they put it all together they're both very well-known chefs right um, okay uh and chef curry in the kitchen cooking yeah so i i thought that was you know that was gonna be my that's dope mm -hmm. and then i went to the articles of all the people bitching oh and i was like holy f how do you fucking bitch about that how do you bitch about free food like no like about these people doing this they're bitching about it saying that they have they could do so much more wait 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 how much they spent 
15 million they've served 15 million meals i don't even know how much they've spent right okay but, um because i didn't care about that i just looked at the fact of they serve 15, 15 million, million meals. meals they're responsible through their time their donations and them personally helping prepare food 15 million meals okay let's yeah. say three times a day For, and there's let's, and say, that, let's say let's say let's say yeah. three meals a day right that could be three meals a day, five, you know what I mean? Let's to, say to, four to, people to five million people. That could be, uh, uh, you know, how, for however long that takes you. Know I mean, that could be, I don't know how many days the math comes out to, but let's say a hundred. That's, that's feeding a hundred thousand people for what, 10 days or something like that? I don't know. Uh, it's some ridiculous amount of, uh, and they could have done more. Fuck out of here, man. Fuck. So, you know what? Fuck you, internet. So if okay. if ahead. if a family of four ate three meals a day, yeah, that is four thousand two hundred some odd meals, right? Yeah, that's fucking nuts, dude. Think about that. This. That is crazy. Think about this. Think about this. Okay, these people on the internet saying they could have done more. Fuck y'all do, huh? And I'm, I, I, I genuinely mean that because sometimes you say that and you be you be being facetious or whatever the fuck, right? Right. I'm not. No, no I ask not people right that now. all the time. I am not. What the fuck did y'all do? Are you one of those poor people? Shut up. <laughs> Are you not one of those poor people? But you haven't done anything to help any other person out during this time that all of us have been suffering through. Shut up. I just did the math on 15 million meals on a family of four, three meals a day. That's over 3,500 families for one year. They could have provided three full meals three times a day. That's ridiculous. (laughs) To a family of four. Okay. Um, Get out of here with that. Get out. Get the fuck out of here with that. No. Big ups to the Curry's. Uh, way to go you know what I mean stepping out there and just doing your thing um, taking care of other people putting others uh, putting service to others above yourself um, yeah no way to go uh, Steph Curry has always been a class act I think I think you know what and this is this is crazy I watched it. Hey, you watched that Tiger Woods doc uh, the one that was on Netflix no or on HBO yeah, the HBO Max. Yeah. No, I have not watched that one. It's yet. a two-part doc about Tiger Woods. On I was HBO looking Max. at it last night. So, um, everybody kind of fucked up, uh, fucked over Tiger because we believed in this image, right? This image right. that was crafted for him, not necessarily by him, right? And then when Tiger did a little bit of dirty shit, and then all of a sudden everybody want to turn on Tiger. Steph Curry at this point has earned like two tigers. Like he ain't fucked up yet, but he could pull off like two tigers and we still fuck with Curry. Like that's how much he's earned and good shit he's done. They were showing Portland there. Oh my God. Why? Because it's the Red Bull, the gluten talk the, oh, that they the, do off the bridges the in the building. You're the flu talk. Yeah. When, I wonder if they're ever going to bring It was that funny because the day here. we moved here uh-huh. was the first day of that. So we had no idea it was going on. We what drive you do in it like Portland. Now? 
Yeah, so we were like, well, fuck it. Let's drive into Portland. We moved here on a Saturday. Uh, unloaded on the Sunday. Yeah, they did it right there at the Morrison on the, Bridge and on everything. The it's all shut down. Yeah. That's fucking nasty. And they nasty. launch right off the beach and shit. And then That's um, nasty. they do it down by, they do it all over the place. That's nasty. And then everybody brings their boats and they let they, them in a they, certain uh, spot. These people willingly jump into the Willamette River? Yeah. I'm, that is so I'm, nasty. No, I, you will not catch me in that. Oh, my God. You know how many, how many years of Portland? is in that river right and, and actually <laughs> every no. everything so, washes down into that river the best part was we moved here on saturday and coming in um the activists shut the bridges down because they were trying to take the navy ships down and they all repelled from the fucking bridges so they couldn't transport um oh what was it they were transporting i believe it was oil and uh, they shut him down, and they had like hundreds of people repel from the bridges and shit, so the boats couldn't fit. I remember seeing that shit. Uh, and then the next day was the flu tog, and everybody was out there, and those people were still out there repelling and shit, and they weren't letting ships through. And yo, that's fucking crazy. See, I'm sorry, I don't believe in like don't don't I don't want to hear a complaint without a solution, right? That's how I am. That's my mentality, right? I don't want to hear you just complain to complain. You can vent, and that vent, venting and complaining are two different things in my book, right? Are you I'm protesting always, for a reason? I'm always here to hear my people, my friends vent, right? You know what I mean? I, I, I thrive, my, I, I pride myself on being able to uh, help people problem solve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but with complaining just to complain. Don't give me a complaint without a possible solution. So if you don't have a solution, don't just come be a fly in the fucking ointment. Right? I get what protest is. I get what the point of protest is. I get that it is meant to cause chaos. It is meant to disrupt. It is meant to draw attention. I get all of that. But I ain't finna hang myself from no motherfucking bridge, nor will I support nobody hanging themselves from a motherfucking bridge to block any type of, whether it's oil or whether it's just like a shipping, you know what I mean, container ship or whatever, like with goods and all that kind of stuff. Because guess what? The people that you are affecting are you at that point. I can't. Indirectly. Maybe it was just. Indirectly, you're affecting yourself, your neighbors, your friends, and your family with your actions. I think that was a different protest. I think that one was the. They were protesting the warships leaving. No, I'm just being hypothetical here. I'm not talking specifics. I'm being hypothetical here. No, I know. And then when you said that, though, it reminded me. I think that one was actually over the war. This motherfucker got a wig on. What the hell is that? What's going on? This motherfucker got a Rick out here playing soccer at a Rick James wig? No, I think that's really that guy's hair. Yo, what is. Uh, down in uh, where, where is this at? Man, that's this not is, Brazil. This dude, that this looks go- like the Brazilian whoever this goalie uniform. is, this goalie looked like the South American Rick James. He did. <laughs> this is a, a new channel that came out. Hey, I wonder. Uh, I wonder. What, I wonder what Super Freak would have sounded like if it was made in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> We could probably find it remade on the internet. Oh in man, you, you can find anything remade on the fucking internet. Um, they speak. What Portuguese? Oh, all right. So, that's the, actually the most spoke language in Brazil is Portuguese. Yo, you see what <laughs> you see? Fucking uh, 
Uh, what was that shit uh, just happened the other day? Shit, that's what fucking week. I be fucked up. Uh, uh, Biden is using the uh, Defense Production Act to increase the uh, vaccine supply. Yeah. Um, that's my that's dope for this week. Uh, finally, I agree with that one. We're getting to the point where the adults in the room are using the adult privileges uh, in the way that they're meant to be used. Um, mm-hmm. Defense Production Act, for those who you don't know, allows the U.S. government to temporarily commandeer, I guess you could say, um, certain parts of industry, whether that be like factories, production lines, or whatever, uh, in order to increase uh, some uh, supply that is in the national interest uh, during a time of emergency. Um, And so it's usually, it's called the Defense Production Act because it was originally used to change over, uh, I think it was what, automobile automobile factories and stuff uh, back during the uh, World War II days to... um, uh, make them into you know creating tanks and you know all that kind of ammo shit. And ammo tanks yeah and a lot of companies planes. got re- got repurposed uh, yep. during that time and so that's where it comes from and so now uh, he's used the Defense Production Act to uh, try to increase the vaccine supply so that would probably mean you know probably the the repurposing of a lot of like medical labs or whatever that wherever they wherever they make vaccines mm-hmm. And then it'll also allow them to distribute it faster and to streamline it to the public by, um, so it'll make it more readily available for everyone that wants it. Yeah, we can get it done quicker. Um, Should have been done last year, but you know, my who raised you uh, for this week is I'm gonna go right back to fucking little Uzi Vert. <laughs> Yo, man. Uh, I feel you Like no 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 <sighs> Applause Applause On the flex Like that yeah. is taking It to a new level Real or not Right Applause on the creativity Da 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 Yo but who the fuck Raised you B You let these Motherfucking internets <laughs> Get you so Backed into a corner To be the next what uh, talked about person that you have potentially, and I say potentially because I still don't 100% believe that he actually did this, uh, but you have potentially gone in and put your life on the line. Your life. If somebody decides to do that and, and, and do, oh my God, I hope that never happens. I hope that day never comes. But if somebody decides to move on you for that, yeah. You potentially put your life. Yeah, that would be your life on the line twice because I guarantee you they're not they're not coming unarmed. So, uh, man, who the fuck raised you, B? Like, chill. Who the fuck raised him? So, uh, yo, you see fucking Fox News uh, just Old canceled Lou Dobbs. <laughs> Lou Dobbs, the uh, the host of one of the shows, uh, was it Lou Dobbs Tonight or something Fox like Business. that? On Fox Business Channel. Uh, an adamant, it's one of the most watched programs, though. Yeah, it, no, it is it the is highest. The highest it is the one. highest rated show on Fox Business. Yeah, he's usually right. And when it comes, you know, these would, motherfuckers would, keep changing that timer. It keeps going to one second <laughs> and back to like it went to five, then Yo. it went to 10, then it went to 20, it went to 30, and then okay, it went to people 30 can't again. see that, though. So forget That's, that. Um, so anyway, me. The uh, stop looking at it. <laughs> Change it to something else. The uh, 
the crazy part about that, if Lou Dobbs being canceled on Fox Business would be the equivalent of a Sean Hannity being canceled or a Tucker Carlson being canceled on Fox News, like whoever Fox News' leading show is right now. Uh, that's how huge that is. And it came just all of a sudden. Like there was no sign off or, or no like ramp up or it, no. They no, just it announced is, it. It was like it's a wrap. Uh, I don't know if they still have any any episodes left, uh, or if they're just. I think just they're pulling just it. pulling it right now. Uh, and usually, what that says to me is like there's something way bigger behind that. I don't know if that could be like another. It's just the lawsuit. Well, it is Fox News, right? Mm-hmm. And so it could be that lawsuit that. Uh, uh, oh, it's we're just who is characters. It? Is it a uh, Smartmatic or? Which one? Who's who's it? Dominion or Smart? No, Dominion suing Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani and and Smartmatic Smartmatic is suing suing Fox Fox. News. Um, and so uh, that could have been a a settlement out of that. Uh, there could be. It it is Fox News, so you can never rule out some type of crazy sexual harassment story Mm -hmm. possibly coming out soon. Um. And they already kind of know they they can look at it and see how the chips are gonna fall. Like, yeah, no, nah, we can't even spin this one, bro. Uh, or it could be a twofer. It could be a hey, yo, we gotta distance ourselves from this shit and do some damage control. And this is the last most hardcore Trump supporter that we have left in the building who has not kind of walked back some of his own shit and moved and pivoted onto something different now. Right? He's still stuck on that shit. Like he still to this day thinks that Trump um, was cheated in his election. Um, so yeah, no, that, that was a crazy story um, that came out uh, just recently. <laughs> um, players in the NBA are not happy about having an All Star game this year. I don't blame them. I don't either. Not not at all. I think the All Star game was. I never watch it anyway. So I think it's insane. Uh, an insane idea unless especially this year unless okay unless every fan and non-player well outside of like the team because the teams have already been taking some pretty strict protocols right but when I say fan and non-player those are not the typical team uh, uh, um, yeah, the typical team staff that travels with these teams right. that have been taking these protocols. Typically, that's more locally hired, or you know, a few people who are just mm-hmm. part of NBA production in general who participate in these events. And so, every fan and non-player or coach, right, right, you in order to attend. One, you have have to produce a COVID test taken within the last 24 hours. Says you're negative. That is step number one, non-negotiable. Step number two, the NBA will make purchase and make available the number of vaccinations needed and then whatever day the NBA uh, 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 all-star game is is on Mm because they said they're doing it all in one day not the whole weekend yeah so whatever day the NBA all-star game is on 
A month out, you got to take your first shot. NBA is providing it. They have to pay the, the, the money for it to everybody who's purchased. days a, a, later. And then, yeah, or however many days later, you know, then you get the second dose, allow both of them time to set in. Mm-hmm. So every person that is non-NBA player and coach has been vaccinated and all of them have tested COVID negative in the last 24 hours before attending the event. Right. If you are doing anything short of that, it is irresponsible to have an all-star game oh, yeah. with fans in attendance. I don't care how much social distancing you do. You are having fans in attendance in a city that has been open. We don't even know what the COVID numbers are coming out of there because nope. the state legislature has participated in the suppression of the data. It's ridiculous. It's I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't play. I agree with them, and it's and LeBron came out. Yep, first and form the the leader of the league, the elder statesman of the NBA, Gandalf. <laughs> LeBron was the first one to come out and voice his opinion and say that he does not like this and I tend to go with whatever the elder statesman of the NBA that is still actively playing says in a situation like this I took a vow years ago when he opened that first school to never speak ill of him again and I haven't and I won't so um, it's his the way I see it it's the LeBron James league right now whatever he says that's the way it is it is the LBJBA he he speaks for the league. Like I mean, and when I say that, I mean he speaks for the players. Like most players don't speak up because of they risk their careers. And LeBron's at a point where, fuck you, I don't need you. The NBA needs me. So he has the power to speak up for. I think a lot of younger players and people that don't want to speak up reach out to him. Well, I would say I would also add in that being that LeBron is the strongest brand in the NBA is the face of the NBA Mm -hmm. his voice being the leading voice on of dissent over this allows other players to now comfortably voice their dissent yeah because now there have been other players who have come out right after LeBron James, Giannis being yep. one of them. You know, when you know you got LBJ and and the reigning MVP, both speaking out, and then other players start to come. Okay, it's easier now, and he's like able to do that and lead that path. So it's going to be interesting to see how the NBA reacts to this. Um, I hope that they could come to some type of a. Uh, some type of resolve that you know does not necessarily what I would like to see is this I would like to see the NBA if they would like to put on some type of all-star skills exhibition Mm -hmm. do that let's because there's been so many different moves and trades and all that kind of stuff made it's hard to say just take only players from right. these teams you know what I mean that kind of had the extra rest and the extra time off mm-hmm. because not all the players came back last or not all teams came back last year uh, so a lot of these players have had a hell of a break right 
a lot of these players are rested up and a lot of them are younger players on bad teams right let's let them get some shine if they want to and let's make but that close it. let's make let's make that the let's make the the rising star game this year the all-star game Let's let some of these young players who have had plenty of time to rest, who are coming up, who we should probably be taking notice of. Let's let players like LeBron and, 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 and the top tier players and all Coach that it. kind of stuff and or the players in the league in general. Let's let them be the fans. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like you do, do you know how much live how much more live that would be to watch some of these young dudes like probably getting choked, you know, coached up by some of yeah. the older guys. Let's let some of the players be the coaches. Let's let, you know what I mean, some of the older players, let's let LeBron and Giannis coach the teams. Uh, you know what I mean? And let's let uh uh, uh you know the rest of their peers be the mm. crowd. You know how hype that shit would be? It'd be dope as shit. Bruh. You could change the whole you know it'd be you could start a whole like different league and do that so I think that would be a better idea than trying to go with our typical all-star format because you're asking some of the guys who are going to be voted in who played deep in the last season which didn't end until what October right and then we're turned right back around and start back up in December December. even though we shortened it about 10 games this year so I'm with yeah. them. Even if you put in the All Star game at March, I'm with the players. No matter what, they're the ones who have to be out there banging and taking all of the 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 uh, uh, the, the the hits and the bumps. So and, they, you know what I mean? Um, what do we, if we don't have an All Star game? What do we lose? We don't lose anything. I don't think. What does the All Star game determine? I don't think we lose. I would rather not have an All Star game and have a great playoffs with no injuries. Right. So. Just it's me. just, and it's usually just played for fun anyway. I mean, they go out yeah. and it's high scoring. Nobody's trying to play defense. No one yeah. takes it serious. It's kind of a pointless game. Exactly. I like, like I said, my my, my thing is, I like, I do like seeing I like that idea though. That that bringing the, the rising stars. Yeah, bringing into the center stage. I like that. You know what I mean, Let's we we can see a fucking we can see Zion and 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 uh, Mello and uh, uh, who who's the, who's that one look that one young kid I like uh, Wiseman James Wiseman. Um, you know what I mean? Let's let's start putting all let's let's start let's start looking towards the future and rebuilding of the NBA uh, or sports in general. So that's my opinion. Um, what else? Oh, Super Bowl Sunday. Let's stay on sports real quick. Who you got? I still think they're going to let Brady win. I think Brady's going to take it. But some interesting shit happened to the Chiefs late this last night, early this morning. Yeah, speak on that. I saw I saw a little article pop up. Andy Reid's son, the offensive lineman coach. Uh-huh. Uh, drunk driving, got into an accident. Hmm. And the officers on scene immediately smelled alcohol. Uh-oh. So uh, he is not allowed to travel to Tampa right now. They got a little ankle monitor? Um, <laughs> not yet. Um, but he, the team... They said don't leave the state? No, the team told him no. Oh. They immediately, once they heard about it, they told him you're done and stay home. And uh, that's going to be different. I mean, that's, you know, something he's going to have to deal with that 
that was a key piece to their offense. Yeah. I thought you were going to go in about the um, the barber. You hear about that story? Oh, yeah. The Chiefs barber. We didn't touch on that last week, did we? I forgot. Uh, no, 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 this just happened. The one where he was the COVID expo- and he exposed everybody? Yeah, I thought that just happened this week. Oh, I thought it happened last week. Oh, but either way, yeah, a, uh, one of the barbers uh, of the Chiefs, I guess, apparently was mid-haircut. And they had to pull him off because yeah. he, his his COVID test came back positive. Bro, look how big her hands are. That is oddly weird. We're looking at Marjorie Taylor Greens on the screen it right is now. They're showing odd, something. Like she had that microphone she, and it looked tiny in her hand. No, odd. Oh, I just put two and two together. This is why Donald Trump said he would never want to mess with her. Look how big her hands are and how small oh, his, his are. Were. Oh, he's intimidated by mm-hmm. her. He's definitely intimidated Man, by she her. Really, I bet you she gave Donald Trump the Donald Trump handshake. There were some big hands. Like, like you know, you know, you know how Donald Trump grabs Sub you and he tries, to, he tries to pull you in, and like you yeah. know, hard jerky. I bet you she gave Donald Trump the Donald Trump handshake and won. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so he tries to pull her and it ends up like closer to her. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> Don't touch me again. Oh my god. Man hands. Yeah, those are some manly ass fucking hands. Oh man. That was crazy. Like look like sausages. Dude, I'm sorry. That was a, that No, was, she's got some farm girl hands, man. She's got some Northwest Georgia hands. <laughs> That's for damn sure. She damn sure works on a farm. Right. She's 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 milked some udders in her day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I'm just trying to take us to the next level, B. <laughs> so <laughs> she's pulled some cow tits. Um she's got a uh she's definitely got a, a farmer's kind of mentality. Uh, I'm just gonna go all in, but no, I think I have. Uh, what was you talking about? Oh, Super Bowl. Um, I'm going. I'm, I'm going anti Tom Brady. Yeah, anti Tom Brady. I hate Tom Brady. I do. I absolutely hate Tom Brady. Uh, I saw a post the other day. Uh, I think somebody, somebody. I think it was ESPN or somebody posted it. You know that whole uh, describe. Or, or say Tom Brady's name without saying Tom Brady. No, it's like deflated, deflated balls. Deflated balls. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Deflated balls. It's the only thing I see when I see Tom Brady. I do not like Tom Brady. Uh, I don't give a fuck because I don't watch football anymore. Uh, <laughs> let me get that full disclaimer. Uh, the the last time I watched football, I think was I was over here, and some game was on, um, and. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't, I don't throw don't. it on intentionally. I'm not like, yeah, it was crazy. I may I watch it though. Like, you know what? It's it's ain't shit, shit, shit else to do. I may watch it. What, what were you saying? It's it's like I'll throw it on like when I'm cooking or something like that. Yeah, like it's, but it's not like intentional. Like I don't seek football out. I don't like follow it anymore. Really, I don't. I kind of quit following really hard any sports I mean but in the last few years to be fair your team sucks (laughs) I mean am I wrong no alright no but it was like I watched a lot of sports basketball uh baseball football soccer and uh I followed the shit out of them 
and now I don't even I could give two shits. Yeah, about I, any of them. I'm more of a basketball guy these days. I actually do watch I, basketball. I follow more basketball than anything. Yeah. Um, but I watch. I'm I'm kind of excited for baseball to start. <laughs> Yo, uh, let's change the mood up. Days. Change the mood up here a little bit. Um, let's see. We're gonna go back a little bit here. Uh, what you got? You, you still smoking the same thing over there? I mean, you start getting some variety. Yeah, I've never tried um, this strain before. This one, no, this I've one's Obama. Heard, this even, one's Obama. Gosh. Okay, cool. Oh, this goes. Go, this goes. I guess a little bit more with mine then, because uh, this one's called Military Chocolate. <laughs> hey, the jokes just find themselves. The sometimes. jokes, just, yeah, it just, it, it, they, they write themselves literally in this case. Uh, but yeah, I've never heard of this strain before. I've never tried this strain before. Uh, the young lady at the dispensary. Um, seemed pretty excited for me to try this strain, um, but yeah, we're gonna give it a give it a try here. See what the fuck this does. So, uh, let's go back a little old school here, off of Ice Cube. Uh, I don't know what fucking which album was this from. Oh, what album was that from? I don't know. So, so I'm playing it off the greatest hits, but uh, you know how we do it by Ice Cube. Y'all already know. Coming from the west side, west side. Yeah. Yeah, fool. You know how we do it. Like me on the black and white eye. Which one? It's like three samples there. You don't want to see a Jeep break your ass like this. The voice sample? Yeah. No, Evelyn Champagne. Okay. Uh, show was overnight from 77. Like Dennis the Menace. But that ain't popping. Ain't no stopping. Faux hopping. Ass dropping. Cook the bill. My crew gets ill. Fool, I got skills. So back on up. And so is the, the boom. The baseline is, is from that too. You know how we do it. I just like finding where the samples came from and listening to all these songs anyway. So chilling with the homie, smelling the bud. Double park that I'm talking to dub about who got a plan, who got a plot, who got got. And who got shot? Cause everybody knows that he got the info. Crazy tunes hanging out the window. Fool, I got them bomb ass tapes. The lynch mob. Planet of the apes. I'm down with eight. And what's up? Cam is solo. They got nuts. When I skew out a sentence, I want the bomb. Just, Just like George Clinton. SKP is down to catch a body. Put on knee deep. We'll turn out your party. It gets no love, and I thought you knew it. Fool, you know how we do it. This song will never not knock. No. Just like Backyard Boogie would never not knock. Yeah. Actually, I gotta. That, that, that gives me a topic I want to get into after this song. I've been on a, my 90s kick lately. This week. A lot of Dre, Snoop, Cube, and NWA, Easy. Yeah, I'm 
the ounce and the dash Mash up Van Ness, headed for the west Everything is great, slow down for the depth On 108, keep mashing Don't drink and dry to keep the fall from crashing Stashing the clock and I thought you knew it You know how we do it He proved that, like, even though he doesn't really rap anymore, when he did a couple years ago when he did that one track, yeah, that it was like a warning shot. Oh yeah, like don't don't even bring me into your nonsense. Yo, motherfuckers better put some respect on uh, Ice Cube pen. So you know how we do it, by Ice Cube. Ice Cube got a deadly ass pen. Like he's always had one, he still got one. Don't play with that man. He's responsible for most of NWA lyrics, like a very large percentage. Oh, uh, but that gets me into a topic. Okay, how many songs out there are perfect songs? And I'm not saying it's the best song ever made. No, I get I'm what saying you're a perfect song, timeless. Where if no, not just timeless either. Well, a perfect song, I guess, would be timeless, but the timeless part of it would be a byproduct of it being perfect. Yeah. Right? I'm talking about how many people have made the perfect song uh, where if you change any part of the lyrics, if it's you over. change any part of the beat, if you change the way any of those, the, the, any part of the flow is wouldn't have been the same. It wouldn't have been the same at all. Right, you know what I mean? It would right. not have been a timeless song at that point. It probably would have been something we would have bopped to for a quick little minute and then forgot about. Right? There's a few, um, but who do you think had the most? I, I honestly think I have to say Dr. Dre. I say Pac. <sighs> you got so many. Everybody knows Pac. Nah, because I found myself during my time as an MC, and let me preface this first off. Let me say this, okay? I am not about to sit up here and criticize or compare my pen to Tupac's pen. First and foremost, in no way, shape, form, or fashion am I doing anything like that, anything even remotely close to that. What I'm about to say here is I found myself at times saying Pac lyrics and be like, damn, it would have been harder if Pac would have hit it like that. But Pac I cannot had the influence though. Like I'm saying, he had more tracks though that you got people that and you it's would not, throw and on see, today. See, that's the thing. It's not even about sometimes the pin. It's not even the right. pin. It's what I'm saying is is the perfect song. Whether that be the perfect song for the time, whether that be the perfect song for the artist. And I, what I say is Dr. Dre because Dr. Dre didn't even pin most of his perfect songs. They were pinned right. for him, but mm-hmm. he was the perfect person to spit that that like listen to him on a song with almost any artist. And Dr. Dre will have somewhere in that verse the very same similar tempo to the reference track that that artist probably put down for him. So you listen to him on a song with Eminem, he yeah. got an Eminem flow in some parts of his verse on because Eminem. Eminem wrote it. it and wrote it you know what I mean or helped Yo, him write it uh, just, just listen to him on a something. song with Kendrick I did not know this what's up did you know that Dre and Snoop 
had the beat for Dre Day, sat for three days, couldn't write shit. Dr. Dre said, fuck this, called Jay-Z, flew Jay-Z out. In 30 minutes, Jay-Z wrote the whole thing fucking song word for fucking word are you giving me fake black history snoop put and... this out on the other mo- the other day i didn't find it on i'll find it on instagram you gotta find that shit for me while you find that look i'm gonna do uh i'm gonna do this real quick let's see here all right there we go boom damn i love how fast this shit is Complex put this interview out in 2017 and Snoop Re did the thing uh, on Instagram reshared it. Okay. This is a perfect song. Yeah. This is yeah. If you change it, it's fucked. You change any word in this song, it's fucked up. I hate the radio version. This is a perfect song. Right? Alright. So, boom. Alright, I'll take that, right? That I'll, I'll take that one out the gate. That's, you know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. that, that, all right, that's favorable, right? That's an easy one to go to. Yeah, nigga. I'm still fucking with this you. is a perfect still song. This is the next one I thought of. Still Snoop Dogg and D.I.E. Nah, nah, nigga. Guess who's and as much as I hate to say it, still. the next one, I mean another one of them, is Show. with M. Check I know which one. Hold on, hold on. This is these are not complicated lyrics. No. I've heard better from local rappers. Everything about this song is perfect. But this is the one you're talking about. Everybody knows what's coming on yes. right now. Yes. This is a perfect song. In my you, opinion. You think back to when this song came out. It takes you back right into And that's, that's an M flow. Yes. All of that's M's. Mad at me because I can finally afford to provide my family with groceries. Got a crib with a studio and a saw full of tracks to add to the wall full of plaques. Hanging up in the office. But then. This is why. This is a perfect song. And, and Dre had everything to do with this song except write it. Right. But um, that's why I say Pac, though, because but so many different genres of people know who Pac is. Oh, yeah, this is definitely an intersection song. This is an intersectional song. This is Two Worlds Colliding. But that's my point. Dr. Dre probably has the most perfect songs, I would say. See, Snoop now claims that Jay was flown into Dre's L.A. studio and that the 99 Problems rapper wrote the song in entirely 30 minutes. He wrote Dre's shit and my shit, and it was flawless. He told The Breakfast Club it was still (laughs) D.R.E. It is a perfect song. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to be the writer. You just no. have to be the person accredited with making it, right? And that is the that that that's what I'm saying. Who has made the most perfect songs? That to me, by his sheer involvement in it, 
and how intertwined he you is in it. The best because one, if 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 Snoop is spitting Dre's verse, that song's not the same. No. No. See what I'm saying? If Jay Z himself is spitting either one of their verses, that song is not a perfect song. You forgot that. God damn, they're showing her hands again. But <laughs> this they're intentionally doing this. She's got some Kawhi like <laughs> this. <hands>. Isn't <laughs> she's got some mittens? <laughs> she's got mittens. <laughs> so, you forgot the best Dre one though. What's that? Fuck the police. No, that one's great. But this is <laughs> check this out. Um. The original version. Things just ain't the same for gangsters. Times is changing. Young niggas is aging. Motherfuckers remember this, right? It's a dope song. Oh, yeah. To make it's a dope ass song. And faces, but the strangest things can happen from rap. Took, you know what I mean? The, 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 the Rakim swag. You know what I mean? Right? But then when he remade it, now it's a perfect now song. Now it's perfect. And you don't know this one, though. This one right here was perfect. Yeah, but I wonder why. <laughs> well, like I said, what's, what's the first that? one had the Rock Him swag. Who's that? This one actually has Rock Him. Who coming? Things just ain't the same for gangsters, but I'm a little too famous to shoot these pranksters. All of these rap singers claiming they bangers. Doing them sorts of twisted shit with their fingers. Disrespecting the game, the home training, the manners. I was doing this shit when you was shitting in Pampers. I was moving them grams for you. Knew so, what a hand that hand was. That's a perfect song to me, though. And so I was supposed to say, who's got the most perfect songs? Who has, who has, who's pitched the most perfect games? It's got to be a producer. It has to be a producer. Yeah, it has so now you're be. looking at like, okay, so, is it Dre? Is it Puff? Because Puff, oh, wow. Puff has got Puff a lot of perfect songs with a lot of imperfect artists. He is the sauce, right? We know yeah. that. We know Puff can take damn near any group with some amount of talent and throw his sauce on it and make them a hit. I'm, I'm not saying doesn't they last. mean they're gonna go anywhere. Exactly, but he'll make a hit. But while they with him, they're gonna be stars. That is the puff even song. if it's just one song. So he's got a lot of perfect songs with a lot of imperfect artists out there. I'm thinking of like yeah. things out of the Total catalog, things out of the Craig Mack catalog. You know what I mean? Things out of the Black Rob catalog. I've been listening to a lot of the older school like that, like '90s yeah. rap. And we're not even gonna go with the easy shit, the Biggie shit, the Puffy. I mean, the, the Puff right. All Star shit, the Lil Kim shit, the May shit. Biggie. We're not even gonna go with all of that. We Biggie gonna go did with, juicy. He's got a lot of perfect songs. That one. A perfect song to Yes. Me. Yes. That and if one thing changed, done. Yes. Yeah. Wrong. You change anything in that he's got big's got a few and, songs. And like he that did too. that in thirty minutes the same way. Puff told him, I'm coming back in thirty minutes if you ain't got a song done. We're done. <laughs> and he sat there eating and thought and he somebody put that record on, Shining Star, and he was like, Yeah, that's it. And that's what inspired he was like, Fuck it. And then got in there. He's like, You ain't moved, you ain't done shit. And he's like, Yo, I got you and just went in there and wow. Nice. <laughs> and so that's what I'm saying. Like you got there we need to start appreciating, I guess, people's body of work for what it is. Uh because I think over this over this time with the pandemic and all that shit, you know what I mean, we've been a lot more isolated. I've had a lot more time to go back. Like this week, I went through and uh I went through and, and went through Kanye's whole discography this last week, right? Yeah, Kanye's played in my music heavy. Yeah. And so, you know what I mean? Like we go back and appreciate that. We were just talking about that earlier. College dropout is probably one of the greatest Rare albums album. of all time. The whole album's good. 
And it's not. And it's not even Kanye's best album. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and so but what? The I'm, whole album is good, and that's yeah. rare. With Kanye has a lot of perfect songs too. Cole puts out good albums. Um, Kanye puts out good entire albums. Yeah. Nas gave us a great entire album last year. Yeah. That Nas Hit Boy album is fucking ridiculous. I was so, just, just yeah. listening to that shit again this week. Uh well, so last I, week before last. Um It's uh Wu Tang is played heavily in my stuff. You know who I play the shit out of? Think of world, Most people that shit came on at random. A lot the other of people day. don't know who they are, but the Fushnikins. I play oh, the fuck with some shit out of them. Uh, I've been fucking with a lot of Black Keys, Craig Mack. Um, I've been fucking with a lot of. Uh, I mean, not, not Black Keys, but Black Keys, but the Black Rock album that they did and enjoyed with Damon Dash has got the fucking dude down there. Oh uh, yeah, I think what was his name? Dude sounds just like uh, Jay Z. You know what I'm talking about, dude? You never have you ever heard this dude before? Still sounds, oh, um, sounds. Let me let me look him up. Hold on, I gotta look him up now. He I know who you're talking about because somebody right I heard him on YouTube and I was like, when did Jay Z do this? Check and then I looked up. This dude, I, when he came on, What's I was like, N O E or yeah. No, whatever. Yeah, I don't know how to say. No E. It's like when Jay Z did that album with Linkin Park. We got that. That, <laughs> that got me to thinking too. Okay, so this came out in two thousand nine, right? Uh huh. And so it was after. Let me see. Uh, when did the um, when did that album come? That Jay Z album, Kingdom Come, drop. Wasn't that like pause? Uh, <laughs> let me see. That was like that one had to be. Here, let me look it up real quick. Actually, um, Kingdom Come, Jay Z, two thousand six, and so this is what it took me back to. This when I heard this album. Um, the Black Rock album. So if you don't know what the Black Rock album is, it was a joint venture between. Um, uh, There's a crow right there, <laughs> staring at us. That's funny. Um, it's a. Uh, it was a joint venture album between the Black Keys and uh, Damon Dash, and they brought in like all these different artists. Everybody from like uh, fucking uh, Most Def and. Uh, Noe and fucking uh, 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 who else? Nicole Ray, uh, Jim Jones, uh, like a lot of different artists came in. You know what I mean? Black Keys was doing like hip hop beats, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? These were our rappers and shit spitting over them, right? And so <laughs> it bro- as soon as I heard that dude, he had the kind of that Jay Z kind of flow. You know what I mean? Kind of, kind of, sort of sounds like Jay a little mm-hmm. bit. You know his tone. And you know what I mean, but the flow really sounds is what sounds more like it to me. It took me back to this shit right here, and I start cracking the fuck up. Let's see. Uh, uh, uh. It's not a diss song. It's just a real song. 
Jay Z said this three years earlier. Feel me? Uh. I heard motherfuckers saying they may hold. May hold say, okay, so make another hold. Niggas was. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about about Dave Dashwood. I heard motherfuckers saying he may hove, make hove say okay, so make another hove. And then you got this dude come out, and a lot of people are like, yo, he kind of sound a little bit like like he trying to sound like Jay Z. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's fucking hilarious. I don't know if that was in response. I don't know if this is just a complete coincidence. Who knows? But <laughs> the shit was hilarious to me. I love him. Jay makes a lot of a lot of. <laughs> Great ones too, though. Man, yeah, no, no. He, there's a lot of well, well. Jay in his when he's in his like, I think when he's in that medium kind of cruise control tone of his, uh, yeah. And you know, what I mean, his his would depending on what his subject matter is. Jay can drop a song that will have a different meaning for every phase of your life. That whole that album, is some amazing shit. That if you can do a song, one singular song, that depending on where a person is in their life, they appreciate it from a different angle. That is a that's art. Mm-hmm. And then when I say that, I mean a lot of that shit is like uh, uh, when he did that that Magna Carta album. Some of the, some of his songs that most reflect yeah. that come off of that album, and I think that's probably that's a great you know album. I mean? Yeah, that album is absolutely amazing when that, you go back and listen to it in different phases of your life. Um, and so I still think four forty four. The whole album is just fire. I think that it was great. It was great timing. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was. I think it Jay- was the first album though that he really told us everything about him. He was like, "There, you finally want it." But Jay Here been you get it. Jay been putting us on shit, right? He been putting us on stuff, mm-hmm. and now this is the first time that he kind of just came out and said, "All right, look, I'm at the point now where they can't do anything to harm me, right? Uh, they can't take me down." I'm doing I am I'm, I'm a businessman <laughs> you know what I mean like I, I'm a businessman uh, and so I think he's at that point so now he's just giving motherfuckers the game oh do you see Pusha and Freddie Gibbs are gonna do a collab album oh my god that is, if, I heard that's that, gonna I, be sick I heard that rumor yeah but it man Freddie Gibbs shout out to Freddie Gibbs cause that dude is yeah. amazing uh, at at He's probably he's probably starting to rack up a couple perfect songs too. Yeah, that's what we, you know. Perfect games. That's what we're gonna call them. baseball reference. Perfect games. It's a perfect game. It's a perfect game. He he they hit all the innings from now on. That's what we're gonna call it. A perfect game. Uh, the uh, the the list of of artists that are starting to find their lane, mm-hmm. but then being able to draw in other people. I like that that list is more weighted in hip hop artists, not necessarily just rappers. Yeah. And because yeah. like people like Royce are starting to find a bigger lane right now. More people yeah. are starting to jump on the Royce train. More people are starting to jump amazingly on the Lupe train. Um, a lot of people are jumping on the. I'm hearing more, and only reason I'm basing this on more and more people talking about these people than before, especially people who yeah. knew that I liked them. And now bring on man, I went back and listened to man. Uh, yeah. I think one of the Lupe's still one of my favorites is Kick Push. Like it's a perfect song to me. 
my um like it's got horns it's got everything it's got like yeah that whole uh, i like it i mean i like lupe, lupe from doesn't day have one lupe doesn't have many perfect songs though no he doesn't have perfect songs but what i like about lupe is his creativity Kick Bush is one of them but he doesn't have many perfect no. songs the reason I'm saying that is because he is way more he's, he's too complex so one of the things about a perfect song usually it mm. comes to the people that you wouldn't expect to have it just like a perfect right. game in baseball it usually pops out in one picture that you probably never heard of before <laughs> is all of a sudden thrust into the spotlight because he just pitched the perfect game, right. right? And that's what I'm talking about when I say, you know what I mean, Who, who's, who's... Because Dre, like I said, in any of those cases, mm-hmm. he's not... He, Puff's the same way. Doesn't have the most complex of lyrics. They're right. very straightforward. They're meant to hit a broad audience, right? right? Now you can if you if you're creative, you can get or you if somebody that penned it for you is creative, you can get some double and triple entendres up in there that be able to, you know what I mean, communicate on a different level to some other people, mm-hmm. right? Um Biggie had quite a few of those in his. Fuck you yeah, know what he mean? did. Almost um, every song he did was that way. Exactly, and so that's how they hit those broad audiences, right? When when three people can sit in a car from different walks of life, listen to the same song, and get each of them get something different from their yeah. own perspective that they buy into. Yep. Then that's something that's you know what I mean that, that's that's something that's that's it's, it's a perfect it's perfect it's hitting you know what I mean it's it's hitting mm-hmm. all the angles right um, and it can translate it can transcend um, and so th- those are you don't have to know about the streets to feel nothing but a cheap right. thing. Right? right you don't have to be from the hood now if you from the hood. It hit different. It hit way different. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. Yeah, and it, it, it's gonna, it's going to hit different everywhere. But, I mean, shit, you got everybody. Everybody knows that song. Right. So, no, that's a fun topic. Uh, they're talking about uh, possibly getting us another $1,400 in stimulus money. What do you think? They, uh, it's for people under 50,000, right? Yeah, give it to them, give them more. Yeah, agreed. Um, I thought Joe said he was gonna give everyone two grand first week in office, and then that oh, 1400 I meant on top of the 600 you're getting. Well, I mean, they were trying to, they were to be fair, they were pushing for 2000 when they sent the 600. Yeah. So then a $1,400 follow-up behind that would complete the $2,000. i am fine with that. Going for people under $50,000 a year, I'm fine with that. Um, I think you you need to go to a UBI. For everybody or for people under a certain amount? People under. People under what? 40? No, I'd say more than that. People under thirty? No more. People under fifty? Um. I mean, well, well, how much? How much of a UBI? UBI for those who don't understand what a UBI is: Universal Basic Income. This is an income that is paid out to every citizen over usually above what a certain age. I think. Yeah, it's when in you're most cases above eighteen or yeah. you're considering an adult. When you're considering an adult, yeah. Um. 
what I think, I think what they should do is they should base it basically where you're at if you're going to do it, if you implement it right now. This is my problem problem with a UBI. What does the money come from from, for a UBI? Um, Several different resources. It depends. Um, In places that have instituted it, they've taken cuts from other budgets. Like they take a small percentage from each budgetary department. How many people live in those countries? Millions. So... We have 350 there's million a big, people. Let's there's say a big it. difference. Exactly. Yeah. Big difference, right? Huge difference. Um, there's a lot of different ways. And, and different so things I, you could I do. think, I think if we were to set the cap at, I want to say, I, I would like to set the cap at people making 30,000 or less. Just get an extra grant or, or something. People making forty thousand or less with at least one dependent, fifty thousand or less with at least two dependents. I think if you can qualify for food stamps or any type of assistance, you should get UBI. Well, no, because I think that UBI should take care of that. I believe that a thousand. Let's say what's you. What, what was Andrew Yang proposing? Like a thousand. That's a month? what I'm saying. On like, if you go in and you can qualify for those programs, they should give you money. Like, if well, you that's should just qualify welfare. for something. That's like just how that. welfare used to be. Um, I'm talking about like what was Andrew Yang's proposal? Was a thousand. That, was it a thousand a month? Yeah, or a week. It's or a month. A month. Okay. A month. So minimum. a thousand a month. To every American, let's say 350 million Americans, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you, well, it was above the age of 18. So that's what, 35 and billion a month, right? It's a lot of money. No, is that what that comes out to? I have to see. Let's 350 see. million. Let's see. Pull up the Wait. trusty calculator here. 300 and how many million are we using? We're going thirty million, thousand a month, right? Yeah. So let's see here. Three five zero so three zero, point zero, point zero, 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 zero 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 zero. That's like three point five billion, right? One thousand equals. That's a lot of zeros. I got to count these back. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got. Let's see. That would be. Hundred thousand, so that'd be millions. So three hundred and fifty billion. We were off about one zero. Um, um, so three hundred and fifty billion per month. Let's see, and we're just being we're we're just rounding off here times twelve. So we're looking at let's see, <laughs> what four point two trillion a year, I believe. Let's count the zeros again here. Let's see, hundred thousand million. Billion, yeah, four point two trillion a year for a UBI of a thousand dollars per month, and that's saying that we're we're calculating for every American, right? But you know, I mean, we're obvious that number is obviously going to be smaller because some of those people are not adults. Some of those people, uh, I would say that if you have a UBI, uh, if you're getting like Social Security and and you know, I mean, all these other retirement benefits or whatever, UBI probably shouldn't apply to you. What I'm saying, over a certain amount. So. Uh, um, what you're saying is for a twentieth of what 
Elon Musk and Bezos are worth right now, we could pay for all that for everybody? Well, see, I personally am under the firm belief that I think we should just kidnap people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and force them to do some good with their money and then set them back into the wild after they've done good with their money. But the... (laughs) So what? So... But I know that's never going to happen, or at least right. not legally. <laughs> Somebody would probably die trying to do it. Uh, so, in, I have other a big than issue that, with those I two. do have a problem with a system that is set up to allow yes. any one person to amass that much yep. money. Yep. And he didn't even have that much money. I know. I understand how a lot of his uh, his a lot. He, he, yeah, his worth and property and and I, I know how the game. Well, I don't know, how, but I understand that there's there's a way that the game works, and a lot of that is not actual cash sitting in a vault. He's not fucking Scrooge McDucking it with gold mm-hmm. coins, uh, but he is. Uh, in a position where his worth, his his amount of uh, assets, uh, I guess, are uh, totaling in those amounts. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I get all that, but <sighs> come on, man. Like, it don't, if you put the two of y'all together with what actually you have in like movable money, <laughs> Let's say that, right? Mm-hmm. Movable money, thing, money that could be value or worth that could be used to actually pay for stuff. Okay. If the two of you came together and split the bill, we could end homelessness and hunger in this country in under a year. Yeah. This country. This place, because both of you are the heads of publicly held and traded companies, so it's literally the public, whether those public are your friends and whatever, your rich buddies or not, are the ones who are actually inflating your value, but also the general public as well by the way that we react and utilize your products and services. Y'all couldn't just come together and be like, Hey, let's take care of this problem instead of, I don't know, flying fucking rockets into space. Well, so it also brings a question is instead of one person profiteering or one company or whatever you want to call it like that, all these companies have one thing in common. They were built, the infrastructure off them is built with taxpayer dollar the only reason they succeed is taxpayers yep but we reap none of the benefits like which happens in every other country like saudi arabia kuwait they sell their oil the money goes to people they get them they get a check they don't pay for gas things like that I want to tell you what America has got the pilfer plunder <laughs> right um, <laughs> mentality cemented in itself. Um, <clears throat> in certain I like that. I like that. Nuts. I think it's the beginning of that uh, that album, uh, the Allegory uh, by Royce the Five Nine. Mm-hmm. The uh, 
that intro is got. That in, I was just gonna say that intro on that one is just dope as shit. Let me see if I find here it is right here. When he's What is America built off of? Miss Grace. Hold on, hold on. So you, you fucked it up. <laughs> it's right there in the beginning. What is America built off of? Violence and entrepreneurship. So if you had to tell another six-year-old like yourself what to look out for, what would you tell them? They would kill you for the right price. Are you- <laughs> it's very right there in the very, very beginning of that. What is America built off of? <laughs> Violence and entrepreneurship. You had to tell another six-year-old like yourself what to look out for. What would you tell them? They would kill you for the right price. Violence and entrepreneurship. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, that is cemented into who we are in this country. <clears throat> Let's not lose sight of that shit. Um, they get fucking crazy. You start touching the money. Don't touch the money. <laughs> you realize all Whatever four, you do, don't touch the money. All four presidents that have been assassinated wrote or had plans wrote up already to put the power of the banking industry back into the American people because that's how it was designed. The interest made went to the people that lived there from those banks. When you realize that John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, and Gaddafi were all killed for the same reason? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So don't fuck with the money. Whatever you do, don't fuck with the money. Uh, and Dr. They King try- didn't die from the gunshots either. They trying to find a way right now to shut down this Bitcoin shit and all of that other cryptocurrency shit. They're trying to find a way to shut that shit down. And the way that I know they're trying to find a way to shut that shit down is how much of it they're starting to buy up. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> when they start getting involved in the game and at the tune of millions and billions of dollars... That means they're trying to shut that shit down. Supply and demand, right? Oh, yeah. That's the one thing crypto doesn't realize that its strength is also its Achilles heel. There are people out there looking to cash out. I said it before. They're going to start doing crypto like they did gold. Yep. You see how gold is doing right now? What well, I mean, what right I'm, no, no, no. I'm not talking about in the stock market. Uh-uh. You go everywhere you go right around in, in, in America right now. You find a shop or somewhere that says we buy gold. Oh, God, that's been going on for years. Yeah. As I said, they snuck it in on motherfuckers a long ass time ago, yo. South Park did a whole episode on it. We buy gold. We buy gold, right? Why would all of a sudden in, in the whole industry just pop up that just all of a sudden starts offering to buy gold mm-hmm. in any kind of way? You start having people who are trolling trash cans and shit looking for certain parts of, uh, of common things that are thrown out that and- electronics and shit to have gold in them. It's ridiculous. There became a gold seizure, essentially, right under our noses, and we volunteered for it. Yep. Because they understood that the money they would pay out for gold would not translate 
where this country was going. Now you look at gold where it was, where it is now compared to where it was then. Gold is up over the, the trend if you want to get into the market side of it over the course of the last few years. Gold has constantly been going up. You know why? Because the the supply has constantly been getting uh, smaller. Mm-hmm. It's up. The demand's up, and the supply the supply is low. It's been getting bought up, and so I think Bitcoin is going to be the new gold. It's crazy you mentioned Bitcoin because. Years ago, and when I, was, I say Bitcoin, I mean I'm talking about crypto in general. Bitcoin yeah. is just the common, Bitcoin's yeah, the, the, the common number, that, the common uh, crypto that most people know. Correct. But I'm just talking about cryptocurrency in general. Yeah. When I say Bitcoin, Doge, and but Bitcoin right now, it hit forty this morning. It's back down to like thirty nine five, and uh, I took some uh, stocks and I sold them. And I moved them into Bitcoin today because years ago, somebody told me, put $10 into Bitcoin. Just do it. And this was in 2012, and I kicked myself for never doing it. And I I put five bucks in somewhere, but I lost the wallet password. And it's like 13 letters or 13 random words. And... They said that uh, 20% of all Bitcoin wallets are not accessible. Because <laughs> <clears throat> people forgot their wallets. That's fucking hilarious. People don't... Um, what was it that, that, that one... Um, uh, who was that? That one is he German or something like that guy that got... 68 has million? I think it's more than that. And he won't give him his password? No, he's got. He was given Bitcoin as payment for a thing. I think he may have had something to do with the, the design of the Bitcoin logo, or he may have designed it, or you know, rendered it. I don't know, but uh, he had something to do with you know Bitcoin official. You know what I mean? Of of, of doing like some graphic work or some shit. But anyway, they paid him in Bitcoin, and they mm-hmm. paid him a decent amount. I was like, I think it was like seven thousand Bitcoin mm-hmm. or some. Re- ridiculous amount of bitcoin and now in today's term right yeah. back then i don't know what it was worth you could have been maybe bought a pack of cigarettes with it or something i don't know yeah if people took it um but they gave him a password to the bitcoin wallet on a piece of paper yeah and he lost the piece of paper yeah so it was never even his own password yeah it was a password that was given to him so he never knew it and so you get like 10 times I think to log into your Bitcoin wallet and if you get the password wrong 10 times I don't think it has a t- amount of times that, I mean it has it's a number of times in a row it's not how long like you can't say oh five years later it just resets no I believe it's if you get it wrong 10 times in a row regardless yeah, then it's lost forever yeah and so yeah, if you forget it, it's done. You you can't get into it. That's the key to crypto. Okay, so then let me ask this. If that Bitcoin wallet gets lost forever, mm-hmm. does that Bitcoin just fall back out into the fucking no. internet? No, it can't. 
that's the key to being crypto. So then what happens to the value of crypto if, let's say, for example, this guy goes ahead and tries the next two times and lock, gets locked out of his wallet? That means That's however, so many, however many value or whatever the value of his or however many Bitcoins he has mm-hmm. has now been lost forever. Mm-hmm. Nobody can ever remine this Bitcoin. Correct. So... What is that? What happens now? The the value of the Bitcoin uh, overall. Well, how can it stay the same? Because now there is part part of part of the value of Bitcoin Mm -hmm. is controlled by the fact that there will never be what is it twenty one million Bitcoin. I don't know what the cap is. I think that's the cap. The cap is like twenty one million or some some number right around there. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. That's all the Bitcoin there ever will be. That's mm-hmm. why the, ch- the 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 value of it fluctuates by the amount of Bitcoin that is then mined and found. You know what I mean in the yeah. internet, right? People put these elaborate fucking computer systems together and servers and all mm-hmm. this, and they just scours the internet searching for. They're, well, they're no, well, no, they're building blockchains. They. So it's they're they're all they're doing is mathematics, and what they're doing is they're designing these chains and they're saying yes, this transaction happened, and it's it's everybody on the internet trying to prove that they can prove the math first is what it's doing that yes, this transaction happened, and the quicker you can do it, you um, the more blockchain commands you put together the more valuable it is because now it says yes this transaction happened it's here and yes it was this is legit that's what makes bitcoin valuable is it can't be broken i'm talking about how you find that's how the bitcoin the virtual bitcoin so, itself yes that's how you, you get f- it people farm it by doing mathematics but they have and that's machines. Why they get machines to that's do what it. They, they have huge, machines yeah. that are doing it, and they basically yeah. mine their. And they're running. I'm talking for. See, you're you're tra- you're talking way too complex. I'm talking to the common person. They're <laughs> essentially mining. They're scouring. They have machines that are running set up the internet that yeah. are scouring the internet, finding Bitcoin. Yes. Okay. Yes. They're doing you're, whatever. You're getting look paid. It up, look it up. Look it up on YouTube. Okay, paid to, <laughs> there, to, there's, to there's, do the mathematics. There's, there's hundreds of thousands of videos out there. It's on crazy. YouTube that shows people mining. Let's just look up mining for Bitcoin. Just like you'd be mining for gold, mining for mm-hmm. Bitcoin, uh, and you can get a better understanding of how it happens. But there's 21 million out there total. Mm-hmm. That's all it ever will be. So when whether all 21 million of those have been found and mined out yet. Mm-hmm. No, or whenever it happens, people are buying up chunks right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that means it's already started to move around in a sense of uh, uh, we have this set supply and demand. the 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 price of it is going to obviously get cheaper the more and more that people find. The more and more we get closer to that whatever number, that finite number of Bitcoin. So, what my point is, if we get to that point and all of the big guys, the hedge funds, 
<laughs> the Wall Street people, the bank people, <laughs> the people that run all the shit. And they're the only ones holding the Bitcoin. What's it going to be worth at that point to anybody else? Like they're holding 99% of the Bitcoin and everybody else has nothing. There's 12% of Bitcoin being held right now. There's 88% available. No, I know that. I'm talking about when we get to and the point where there's 0% available and yeah. Wall Street owns all of the Bitcoin. So, Because that's eventually what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you think you set up a little server in your fucking oh, <laughs> your, yeah. in your no, little two bedroom apartment to fucking mine yeah. some Bitcoin at that yeah, slow no. rate. These motherfuckers got a building full of shit right now mining Bitcoin. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I sell a ton of the products that they use to these big farms around here that set up shops the big mining shops uh for uh-huh. bitcoin out here in rural oregon yeah so i know what they go through and I, it's just insane if you think you're going to be at home running with your gaming pc <laughs> oh look mom i mined some bitcoin yeah you might as it well it took me seven days and i got 0.56 bitcoin <laughs> oh no yeah you wouldn't even get that in seven days 0.56 jesus maybe 0.00005 because you get paid for every blockchain you do, you get paid point zero 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 one Bitcoin. Man. We're so going, we're going to a we're going to a land where I believe all of us are gonna get to the end of the ride. Or we're going to an amusement park. That's where we go. We're going to an amusement park ride where I believe all of us are gonna get to the end of the ride. And realize that we never should have been in line in the first place. I think this shit's gonna end badly with so many people tipping the scales to find like the 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 resentment the right now for quick. yeah that's and that's what I, we 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 got on here last week and you were talking about doing some stocks and stuff and I know you've been fucking around with it and mostly you do your your shit as an act of fucking rebellion I get it. <laughs> You was like, oh, you should get in on this. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then and I left that this motherfucker like this motherfucker out his white ass mind. You know I sold it for 53, right? I don't care. <laughs> I, I wasn't stupid. <laughs> uh, but uh no. The uh, uh what was I saying? Oh <laughs> when we get to the point of like investments and stuff like that. My investments, I, I like to be a little bit more in mm-hmm. um, some physical things. You know, what I mean? right? Like looking to invest in property and 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 playing that game, betting betting that way. Like I, I like to look at right. growth trends and see you know which way a, a a city or something is growing in and get get you know get out there find property at that rate uh, a little bit further out. So, right. um, that's kind of the way I like to run it. Uh, I like to have something I can hold on to. Because if if the shit don't go right, then I can always flip it into something else, make a little bit of at least oh, make yeah. my money back, and then get on out. Um, I think that's where we that's where probably where I'll end up being. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have very much else. Um, yeah, I know. Blown up by my sisters. Uh, let's see. Da-da-da-da-da. Fox News. 
Uh, oh, <laughs> yo, I want to give y'all every week. This is a uh, Black History Month, of course. You know, we joked about it earlier, but definitely uh, a reason I, I don't really get too much into Black History Month is because, well, it's, <laughs> frankly, it's not for black people. Um, black, black History Month for us. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, usually comes um, all year round via our parents because uh, that's kind of how you have to get it uh, in a black household. Um, so I look at Black History Month as more so for white people because we definitely know they're not getting black history in their households. <laughs> so, uh, But even still, I want to highlight my uh, probably... Um, I would say odd beneficial figure in black history each week can I do that what does that mean so week one well I want to say like black you know historical black figures that um, a lot of people may not know about they may have come about their notoriety in less than legal ways Uh, (laughs) I love where this is going but their overall um impact i guess would to be uh a lesson that most young black men and women could learn from in a positive way uh and so with that being said my first very first one is frank lucas if you don't know who Frank Lucas is, I'm going to give you a quick rundown here. This is coming from Wikipedia. I just like to use common sources. I know what people say, eh, Wikipedia, shut, shut the fuck up. Your information is no better. Um, so Frank Lucas, born uh, September 9th, 1930, and recently passed away uh, in the last few couple of years on uh, May 30th of 2019. Uh, he was oh, God damn They just jump right in They don't say Oh he's a father or No they just They just jump right it. the fuck Blam. in Alright so Frank Lucas Was an American drug trafficker Who operated in Harlem During the late 1960s And early 1970s He was known for Cutting out middlemen In the drug trade And buying heroin Directly from his source In the Golden Triangle In Southeast Asia uh, Lucas, Bocus, Lucas boasted that he smuggled heroin using the coffins of dead American servicemen, but this claim is denied by his Southeast Asian associate, uh, Leslie Ike Atkinson. Uh, rather than hide the drugs in the coffins, they were hidden in the pallets underneath, as depicted in the feature film American Gangster 2007, in which uh, Frank Lucas was actually played by Denzel Washington. Although the film fictionalized elements of uh, Lucas's life for dramatic effect, in 1976, Lucas was convicted of drug trafficking and sentenced to 70 years in prison. However, after becoming an informant, his sentence was reduced to five years. He was convicted of the same uh, offense in 1984 and sentenced to seven years in prison. And then he, like I said, died in 2019. Um, I do want to say this. Frank Lucas, if you understood... If you if you understand, we we'll we'll, do, we'll we'll go semi deep dive on this. We're not gonna go too deep. You gotta understand our history in this country. It was it's been estimated that if we continue on our same course right now, from right now it'll take at least another two hundred and forty years for African Americans, the direct descendants of slaves in this country 
to catch up to the level of wealth and education and generational education and generational wealth of their white counterparts. This Just is to be- catch up to where today. This, this is to catch up to be even in society. Right. All things being equal. And even we know all things are not equal, but all things being equal. Uh, that is what we can call the head start. The way that we have to learn and the reason that's important is because a lot of times as African-Americans, the way that we have to learn lessons that are freely taught in circles of white America, in educational centers of white America are through some people who may teach us those lessons using less than legal means. Frank Lucas taught you to cut out the middleman. Go directly to the source. If you're trying to be in business and you're trying to make profit, then you have to get as close to the source as you can unless you can manufacture it yourself and become the source. Yep. See, that's not something that we understand when we're looking at something on our shelves in our local grocery stores or department stores. You see a product there. Business people see how that product is made, how it's packaged, how it's marketed, what it's used, what it, what's underneath, what the original purpose sometimes of that may have actually been and how it was repurposed to be make it into something else. Mm-hmm. See, a businessman understands that you're going to have to get this made somewhere. Where is that going to be made at? What's the cheapest way? I need to go make that connection. Yep. We don't understand that because that's not an education that we're necessarily given because we're coming off of the heels of our parents. And when I say our, I'm talking about people in my generation. I'll, I'll be 40 years old this year. So when I say our, I mean people in that generation and age range. See, our parents were raised by parents who were raised by parents with no education. Get that. Grab that. Because when I go all the way back to like the 19, early 1900s, unless you happen to be an African-American who lived in a place where there was an HBCU or what we know today as an HBCU or a black college, a black school. You didn't get an education or not a further education, nothing that would have taught you that level of stuff, right? And so Frank Lucas, uh, he was born in LaGrange, North Carolina, raised in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, he was the son of Mahaley and Frank and uh, Fred Lucas. Um, he said that the incident that sparked his motivation to embark on a life of crime was having witnessed his 12-year-old cousin's murder at the hands of the Ku Klux Klan for apparently recklessly eyeballing a Caucasian woman. If you don't know what reckless eyeballing is, that means looking at in a lustful way Um, or not even in a lustful way, just looking at probably just looking at in general and getting caught looking at her. Um, He drifted through life, uh, through a life of petty crime until on one occasion he got into a fight uh, with a former employer with whose daughter he had been having an affair. So uh, during that fight, uh, Frank Lucas hit the father in the head with a pipe, knocking him unconscious. Uh, it took $400 from the company uh, register and set the establishment on fire. 
He set the building on fire and then left and took off to New York City. Uh, his mama was like, yo, they finna, uh, uh, they finna fuck you up. They finna kill your bitch ass for that shit. Uh, once he got to Harlem, though, uh, I know if there's a number name that a lot of you will probably remember if you listen, uh, watch some old like gangster movies and shit. Uh, he got uh, became under the tutelage, uh, and I remember this was in that movie uh, of um, Bumpy Johnson. Uh, and then once he kind of, um, uh, well, you know, once it was said that uh, he spent. Um, a lot of time with Bumpy just before his death. Um, although that claim has been disputed. Uh, but anyway, Frank Lucas, like I said, is one of those odd. He may have he may have been doing something that a lot of people didn't get. Uh, but you got to understand this. At least he was the one doing it. And he was also giving back to the people around that he was also mm-hmm. you know I'm not running away from it the people he was actually hurting he was giving back to as well right um but he taught you a lesson in entrepreneurship to people who um uh, one of my favorite albums of this day is that fucking American Gangster soundtrack by Jay-Z because a lot of those lessons a lot of the lessons that you learn from that film or you learn mm-hmm. from looking at um, Frank Lucas's life mm-hmm. are put into those songs. Yeah. Each one of those songs is a different lesson about it. It's a great album to listen to, American Gangster by Jay-Z. Uh, and also check out the movie. Like I said, not all of it is 100% true. Some of it is sensationalized. But if you want to get an idea of kind of what Frank, who Frank Lucas was and what Frank Lucas's uh, uh, rise and fall looked like, uh, go check it out. Uh, it's called American Gangster, starring Denzel Washington, and I believe uh, what's the dude's name? White dude played the cop, uh, Russell Crowe. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't know. Really good movie. I don't know. I'm terrible at names. <laughs> but that is my odd history. That is my odd figure in Black history for for this week. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, I don't have nothing else, man. Shout out to. Uh, all the people still holding down first responders uh, still out there, you know, going to hell every night, uh, taking care of people in their times of need, uh, as well as still trying to stay COVID free. I saw a statistic this this week that um, rates are actually still going uh, on a steady climb up for first responders and COVID exposure. Um, so those people still deserve our uh, constant uh, uh, gratitude. Definitely. Um, what else? Shout out cannabis farmers. Everybody's starting to get back to work. It's February. Everybody's out there cloning, getting re- getting ready for, uh, to start getting next this year's crops uh, up and moving. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to those early mornings. Um, daylight savings times coming up in like what five six weeks, I think. And so it's really we really gonna start getting moving here in a minute. Uh, any shout outs? Shout out to the listeners. Again. How stoned are you right now? I'm really high. <laughs> I'm gonna go eat. Hell yeah, that sounds fucking good. 
Uh, let's see. Take us out of here. What did I, have? I have something to take us out of here. Oh, yeah, it is Black History Month. Let's play some. Uh, it's going to be a fun theme. How you doing over there, white man? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> you good? You sure? Oh, yeah. All right. I'm watching how they produce oil in Saudi Arabia. All right. Look, look! Look at you! Look at look at the shit you be watching. You try to you try to see how how, how to self the pill for H. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh man, here's a Holly Selassie uh, by Lupe Fiasco off of uh, that Drogas Wave album. I love this fucking song, man. We'll see y'all next week. Um, thank you once again for tuning in. Uh, damn, we never even hit it, man. This is two regular guys plus we. I'm CJ. I'm Chris. <laughs> and this is the intro at fucking two hours and four minutes. And we out this motherfucker. Here we go.
ordinary duties, but will inspire others by his good example. You are being watched by the nation. You should realize that you will satisfied if you do good, but on the contrary, you do evil, it will lose its hope and confidence in you. Brand new shelf for my ghost Tattoos all on my ghost